On this edition of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast, what a week or two it's been for Alberta's baseball products. A quick rundown of some of the major events and a couple of great chats as well. Welcome to episode 28 of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast. I'm Joe McFarland. Let's start off by giving a standing O to all of those Alberta baseball products who are doing great things no matter where they are. And let's start at the top. Calgary's Mike Soroka has been lights out in his first three starts with the Atlanta Braves since he returned from injury just a short time ago. In the college ranks, Dogs Academy grad and episode 25 guest JT Patterson went yard three times in yet another game over the weekend. Then we had this from fellow Dogs Academy product, Matt Lloyd. Here it comes. And it's hammered towards right field. Way back in God. The Indiana Hoosiers have walked it off with one swing. Matt Lloyd, are you kidding me? Talk about a storybook finish to that game. And speaking of walk-offs, we start off this week's episode with another player from our province providing the heroics. Camrose-born Dylan Borman smashing a walk-off grand slam for the University of Arkansas and Monticello in a 13-11 win over Arkansas Tech. It also clinched a playoff berth for the Weevils. We caught up with the junior infielder following his April 20th bomb. Dylan, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast. No, no problem. Happy to be here. Hey, let's talk about first and foremost that walk off Grand Slam home run. Walk us through that at-bat and, and sort of the pressure cooker that you walked yourself into and managed to slam your way out of. Oh, well, yeah, it was a, it was a short at-bat, uh, first pitch. But, uh, yeah, we were battling all day with Arkansas Tech and uh, came into the seventh inning. And uh, first guy got out, and then we just grinded out at-bats after at-bat. And uh, my guys did a great job walking, getting hits and then uh i got up to bat they changed pitchers they brought in actually their third baseman and uh it actually happened before in wachita earlier in the year uh they did the same thing first pitch i walked it off just a single that time though but uh coach harvey came up to me uh before they at bat he said um isn't baseball great that you get an opportunity like this i was like oh yeah coach it's uh it's awesome he said well he throws a flat fastball just uh be on time with it don't miss it and sure enough first pitch uh belt high out over and just put a good swing on it dead center and uh don't really remember rounding the bases but my team was waiting for me at home plate and it was such a surreal experience it was awesome that's got to be quite the thrill ride to make your way around the bases knowing that you're going to be greeted by your teammates not only that but you managed to get it all on uh, video and it ends up on social media before you know it so you can actually relive it all a day after day if you wanted to yeah i don't know how many times i rewatched that video and um i was acting a fool in between <laughs> first and second i guess but 
I was, I was just excited. So, um, yeah, actually our, our, uh, trainer, Yohei, he, uh, likes taking pictures and he just decided to, to video that. And I'm just glad he got it on camera. And that was, it was awesome. It's amazing to think, you know, especially when you have a new pitcher coming in and you have this thought process of, okay, what do I do with this first pitch? It's not something that, you know, I, I think a lot of batters go, I just want to see what they're going to give me first off and kind of get it, my, my timing with me. But you seem pretty confident that this is the pitch I'm going to get and I'm going to, I'm going to drill it as hard as I can. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm a big uh, uh, first, first pitch swinger. So uh, my coach hates it sometimes, but um, <laughs> he gets over it. But, uh, yeah, I was just looking for a fastball and, I saw it out of the hand, and I said, all right, see what I can do with it, and just managed to get barrel, and the wind did the rest. Were you <laughs> hoping for it to clear the fence, or did you have a feeling that it was going to clear the fence as soon as you hit it, or were you just hoping to drive it as hard as you could, and you know, if it goes off the fence, it's still all good? Um, well, the wind was blowing out uh, pretty hard that day, but um, I hit it. It was, was kind of a low, lowish line drive for it to be a home run. But uh, I just took three, four hard steps out of the box and I saw it keep on going and it uh, eventually hit off the corner of our batter's eye and went out. And I just, yeah, it was super exciting to see that. I I had no idea it was going to be out when I first hit it, but um, watching it go was pretty cool. Explain to us that feeling as you round third and you see all your teammates clamoring around home plate, ready to jump all over you. Oh, it's uh, it's hard to explain. Um, just so much excitement. I think a few people are pounding the ground, and uh, I just saw all the water bottles. I was like, oh, I'm gonna be soaked here. <laughs> but uh, it. Uh, it was awesome. Just uh, rounding, co- rounding third. Coach was there. He was smiling, big smile, and I was yelling and screaming and threw my helmet up. That was the first uh, walk-off home run I've ever hit. So for it to be a grand slam, that was pretty cool too. But I don't know how high I threw my helmet. Um, but yeah, just uh, stepping on the plate, I almost actually missed it because my guys were jumping on me before I even uh, <laughs> crossed it. But uh, no, touched that and just celebrated for a good five minutes after that and uh yeah it was i don't i don't know how to explain the feeling it was just so awesome it's an amazing uh video to watch for sure when you look back Mm -hmm. on on that not only that scott gillespie tweeted at us right afterwards and said hey you know what that also got us a playoff date too so uh talk about you know just the implications of it all and being able to look back on it after the fact and go hey this is a pretty big moment in in for not only you personally but also for the team as a whole yeah uh for sure um after the game we uh got the the dugout and the the diamond cleaned up and uh coach met us met up with us and told us that we actually clinched the uh the first seed in the tournament and the CAC regular season um championship so that was another celebration so uh everybody was pretty excited and it was just awesome to celebrate with the team and for me to uh hit that home run to send the team to the championship in first place was just unreal very cool couldn't believe it 
Very cool. Talk a little bit about your upbringing. And, and for those who don't know, Camrose boy, but you're pretty well-traveled here in Alberta, aren't you? Yes. Started out, my dad's always been a big part of my uh, baseball career. Um, he always coached me coming up and um, played in Camrose all the way up to Bantam. And uh, and in Bant- Bantam, I think, 13, I, 13, 14, I quit hockey, decided baseball was the way to go. And uh, never looked back. Went to Sherwood Park, made the AAA green team, I think it was at the time. Green and gold they had. And, uh, yeah, just uh, played there. Mom and dad, um, God bless them, they uh, spent a lot, of, a lot of hours on the road with me and uh, played there for a few years, or two years, sorry. And then um, I met with uh, Terry Letkin in, in a fall ball, uh, fall ball team and he said well come up to red deer come down i guess to red deer and uh try out and did that and played for him for three years played my overage year in red deer too and uh yeah been all over north south and then i guess yeah took two years off of high school and uh chance wheatley i don't know if you know him probably coaches at tba now uh he told me that uh i could probably play it PBA and uh, succeed. So called up uh, Coach Hubka and the rest is history. <laughs> Pretty cool that you've been able to make all these different travels and been able to keep having success along the way. And what's been the key for you? What's uh, what's sort of your your go to in terms of making sure that you're you're still firing on all cylinders? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I'm a pretty easygoing guy, so uh, nothing really bothers me, but. Um, uh, just the ability to let a bat at back go or a air in the field go and just bunker down and get the next one. Um, I just, uh, yeah, I don't really know how to explain mm-hmm. it. I just, uh, trust the process, I guess. For Work sure. hard every day. Yeah. For sure. Talk a little bit about uh, your teammates over in Arkansas. I mean, you've got quite a few familiar faces. I mean, you got Caleb Warden on the team. You have, uh, mm-hmm. as the aforementioned, Gillespie on the team. I mean, the, this isn't a, an unfamiliar crew that you're dealing with uh, back in college. No, yeah, they're uh, the teammates are awesome. Um, couldn't ask for better ones. Um, made some lifelong, lifelong friendships. But yeah, Caleb Warden, met him last year. And found out he was coming to Canada, and uh, just a great guy, great ball player. Um, and Gillespie um, played with him at PBA, real good guy. I've um, known him for a long time, so yeah, it's just awesome to play with people you know and come to the diamond every day and um, see familiar faces and yeah. Does that make the transition? Sweet. Yeah, does that make the transition a little easier when you're going from you know small town Alberta or even the mid-sized town Alberta out to somewhere virtually unfamiliar to you through most of your your adult life? Yeah, for sure. Like I had no idea where uh, Monticello, Arkansas was, let alone knew what it was. So um, when I when I signed here uh, and I heard Libke was playing and Travis Stanky, Evan Como. Um, uh, all the PBA guys, um, Mitchell Dornblunt, um, played here. I was like, oh, so I guess people know about it. And 
that kind of made it easier that uh, people have came and gone and stuff like that. And um, I knew Libke when I first came down here. So, And a Moser played on Lethbridge Bulls the summer before I came down here. It uh, welcomed me. And it was it was never hard fitting in here. So the the guys are awesome, welcoming. Coaches are awesome. Um, the southern hospitality thing is very true. If anybody's wondering, and it's uh, it's awesome. That's fantastic to hear. I was curious about that uh, because you you are used to moving around a little bit here in Alberta and to go uh, away from home. Was there anything that did you ever have that moment of you know feeling? Uh, homesick or anything like that, or was it a pretty easy transition because you had done a lot of moving in in your past? Um, I mean, it was uh, it was hard at first, um, but uh, Lethbridge is five hours away from my hometown, so I didn't really get to see my parents that often when I was playing PBA. So um, that made it easier for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, not. I didn't really get homesick, but I I sure do miss my family because I I don't get to see them often. But when I do get to see them, I cherish every moment of them, and uh, even the annoying ones. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, actually, my my mom and dad both got to come down here, or watch me play some games, watch the Weevils win some games, and um, so that's been cool. They get to experience Southeast Arkansas and all the fried food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's fantastic. Not only did you get to give them some of that food, but you also get to come back home for some home cooking. Uh, you recently It was recently announced that you are coming back to Lethbridge Bulls for the summer season. Oh, I love it. Uh, it's, uh, it's awesome. I love Lethbridge. I love the Bulls organization. and um, they're, they're great. And I get to play with Caleb Warden for another year. So that's pretty cool. He's uh, had a quite successful senior season, so. Um, that's cool. I'm excited to go back and hopefully help the Bulls uh, win a championship down there, mm-hmm. up there, sorry. When you look back on your life, and this can be a either baseball-based answer or a life-based answer, but who serves <laughs> as inspiration for Dylan Borman? Oh, boy. Um, a lot of people. I look up to a uh, bunch of people. My my dad especially he's a uh, pretty pretty high up there. He uh, always motivating me and um, telling me that it's okay when I strike out four times in a game or <laughs> what have you. But um, yeah, my mom too. She's uh, she's always there to support me, always there to congratulate me. Just the family, my brother, my sister. Um, yeah, all the friends I've made. That's uh, just. Uh, I look up to a lot of people, so um, they always help me. They're always there for me. I don't have one uh, specific um, inspiration, so just uh, all the support and love that my family gives is just all I need. Final question for you. When you look ahead to the end of this year, if you were to take out your crystal ball, what do you hope you accomplish by the end of the year? Oh, that's uh, I mean, the end goal is definitely... Uh, try to make it to that world series in uh carry North Carolina, but got to take it one step at a time and, um, definitely, uh, play some good baseball here in the next, next few weeks and, uh, try to accomplish that goal. 
Sounds like a pretty good goal to me, Dylan. And uh, obviously, uh, a little bit of social media love never hurts either. So that home run will stick around for a while and will always be documented for that. Uh, Thanks so much for joining us on the podcast today. Oh, thanks for having me. It was awesome. If you head over to albertadugoutstories.com, Ian Wilson has been a busy guy once again. He's published this week's Alberta Dugout Digest, looking over some of the highlights from the last week for Alberta's baseball talent in U.S. college. He's also working on a special story about all of this province's connections to this year's Colby Community College roster. Stay tuned for that one. And to go along with that story, I had the chance to chat with one of the many Trojans who call this province home, Dogs Academy grad and Calgary native Jacob Buzide. Let's go to the very beginning of your baseball career and tell us a little bit about how you got into the game in the first place. Well, um, back in the day, I was living in Windsor, Ontario, and I played t-ball for Turtle Club, and I got into it just because my uh, mom's brothers, they played baseball, and they loved it, so they got my parents to put me into it. Like, my dad was a big hockey guy, and I played hockey as well growing up, so he only played, like, my dad only played one year of baseball when he was a kid, and he didn't like it, so he'd never played it, and my uncles got me into it, and I just loved it ever since. Do you remember the moment where you went, you know what, I want to chase the baseball dream versus the hockey dream? Um, yeah, I was about 14, I would say, and I had a really good year with baseball, and that's when it really clicked for me, and I just loved it ever since, and that's when I wanted, I knew what I wanted to do. Talk a little bit about making your way up through the ranks and, and your time with Dogs Academy and, and how things have gone from that standpoint and being part of the Okotoks Dogs community. Well, my first year when I was there, I was still playing hockey and I didn't play fall ball with them, so they didn't really know me too well. And I uh, showed up when I was finished with hockey and I played in the Bantam Red team, like the lowest team you could play on, and just kept working hard and kept getting better and Before I knew it, it was my last year, and I was playing for the top midget team, and everything just went from there. Everything was very fun, and the coaches were great and everything, and just loved it, the whole atmosphere. and It was just an amazing time just playing there for, I think it was five years. So everything was just great. Did that surprise you at all, given, I mean, b- with uh, the baseball community in Okotoks as an example, and you go and you go to Siemens Stadium and it's jam-packed every night, and to see that firsthand, that had to have kind of taken you by surprise, given that baseball isn't exactly, you know, a, a hotbed sport here in our province. Yeah, exactly. I was not expecting any of that. Um, I was just expecting it to be like another baseball team, but it really wasn't. It was a family, and the whole town supported you and it was just a great experience all in all. Who was it that really helped guide you towards where you are now from Dogs Academy? Was there one or two people that really uh, kind of showed you the way to where you were able to get up to where you are now with Colby? I would say there's three main big coaches that helped me with that and it was uh, Val Heldobler, uh, Tyler Hollick, and Alan Cox. They all helped me through it all high school and even in Bantam, they all just were great coaches and they were just great to be around and they helped me with everything. So from fielding and infield to hitting and everything, they just 
knew the game very well and they just taught me and I take pride in being a smart baseball player trying to play the game smart way and hard and everything and they just taught me the, the best way to play. Talk a little bit about your experiences. I mean, I know you did a, a little bit of a stint with Team Alberta at the T12 as well. So there's had there's been some pretty good highlights for you so far in your young career. Yeah, um, T12 was definitely a very fun experience. And um, it was just very eye-opening. You get to see all the best players across Canada. And just playing at the Rogers Centre and playing in front of scouts and everything was just a great experience. I bet that's got to be something else. Was that a team that you grew up watching and, and cheering on, or who was your team growing up? Being from Windsor, Ontario, I always used to go to Tigers games growing up. So uh, the Detroit Tigers, are my, they're my favorite team personally. But I do like the Blue Jays. Not my favorite team, but I cheer <laughs> for them when they're playing. Unless they're playing against the Tigers, of course. <laughs> Fair. How about your favorite player? Um, my favorite player growing up, Miguel Cabrera, is because he was such a good hitter and just all around just amazing at the game of baseball. But um, I preferred mold myself around kind of like a guy like Jose Altuve or Mookie Betts because they're not the biggest guy, and neither am I, but they play the game the right way. They play hard. They, they're gritty. They always find a way to put the barrel on the ball, and they're not one of those guys trying to hit a home run every single at-bat or trying to launch the ball. They're just trying to hit the ball hard and just let it happen and just the ball do what it does. One of the things that you've been able to do is is uh, continue your baseball path through Colby. And one of the things that I've taken away from it is that seems to be a pretty favorite place for uh, Alberta kids to go. And what is it about Colby that was a, a, an attraction for you? Um, just the atmosphere and everything around it. Like Coach Carter, he does a great job. And there were some other dogs guys that went there before me. So they kind of showed me the way and they told me all about it and everything and when I came down here Drake Kirkwood who's another dogs guy he was here and he just kind of took me under his wing and showed me the ropes and it was just a great atmosphere and the coaching staff is they know what they're doing and it's just a good place to be. How easy has the transition been to post-secondary, given that you not only have a place that is semi-familiar to you, but you also have people that are familiar to you? I mean, there's a there's a ton of Alberta guys that are making their way through that system and, and with the Trojans. Um, it was definitely a lot easier than it would have been going somewhere else where I didn't know anyone or know much about the school. But it's still a little hard just being away from home and not seeing family every day. And it's it's still a grind even though you know what you're getting into and you know the people around you. You have to work hard every day and try and get better, but it's definitely been a lot easier than going somewhere where you're unfamiliar with the people and the place. What's been the uh, easiest part of the transition going from uh, Oak Tokes and small town Alberta to Colby and, and playing some post-sec ball out there? Honestly, not much of it. It's been pretty difficult, but the easiest part was definitely probably just being with the people you know and like you have some of your friends down here already when we last chatted with you we did the one through nine with you and we asked the question your family sends you a care package what's in it why ketchup chips and a coffee crisp <laughs> because they don't have that down here in the states and those are two like some of my favorite things like oh, i really? love ketchup chips uh, my mom actually just sent me a care package for easter and there's a little bag of ketchup chips in there and some chocolate so 
just some things from home that they don't have down here. It's got to be nice to have that connection with your parents. I assume they're they're pretty big influences on you and your life path so far. Oh, yeah, they definitely are. They help me mold me to be the man I am today. So I got to be grateful for that. And they just help me get to where I am. Who do you credit in terms of an inspiration or someone who's given you that extra kick in the rear end when it comes to your baseball career? Um, definitely my parents and some past coaches that I, like I've already mentioned. And they just, whenever I'm struggling or need to talk to someone, like they're always there and I can always reach out to them. My dad always pushes me to be the best person I can be and always work hard and everything like that. Final question for you. When you look ahead to the end of 2019, what do you want to accomplish over the next few months? Um, well, as a team, we definitely want to get to Wichita and do the best we can there. So that's the biggest thing. And then just to become a better person and just become better at the game of baseball and just learn as much as I can is the, probably one of the biggest things as well. Jacob, we appreciate your time. Thanks so much for joining us, and all the best in the rest of the season. Yeah, thank you for having me. Thanks to Jacob and Dylan for coming on the podcast this week, and thanks to you for downloading and listening. With May Upon Us, there are so many storylines we're starting to follow. You'll want to subscribe to the podcast as we have some special things coming up this month, and it'll all start next week. And while you're hitting subscribe on the podcast provider of your choice, do us a huge favor and give us a rating and review as well. Those kinds of things help with our overall visibility, and they'll get more people to see and potentially listen to the podcast. Until next week, thanks again for supporting Alberta Dugout Stories.